the conversation of, of being grateful, being thankful, it can, I, I suppose, I know this conversation is a little more touchy-feely than we usually go, mm-hmm. but I think it's important because I think it's so easy to, to sort of drive into those material things and be thankful for those and have this complicated relationship with it and kind of miss out on what the best part of gratitude really is, mm-hmm. which is appreciating the people that you love and the people that are around you and appreciating your own strengths because ultimately that's what's going to carry you further down the road. Mm-hmm. Welcome to The Critical Path with Mary and Jason, a podcast about business development, company culture, and loving the place you work just a little bit more. This is episode 46, and we're talking about Thanksgiving, because it is literally Thanksgiving today. So all of our hardcore podcast fans just cracked this open for all of their family and friends. (laughs) I don't know about that. Maybe they'll listen to it on like Friday or Saturday, maybe like during travel time or something. During Black Friday, where like they're doing all their hardcore Amazon shopping. Yeah. Is it like, isn't it like cyber... Cyber Monday. Is it Cyber Monday? The following Monday. Well, but then, it's like back to work by then. Yeah, so that's a good day to listen to, you know. I mean, I'm happy if people want to listen. some critical path. I mean, if people want to listen on Thanksgiving, that's They're still digesting rad. their food for, for Thanksgiving. I'm going to I'm gonna give a little spoiler and mm. let people know we're not actually recording this on Thanksgiving. No? I That is a spoiler. It is. I thought it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving when it goes live, but on Thanksgiving we'll be enjoying turkey dinner. See, this is called planning ahead. It's true. This is not the planning ahead episode. This is the giving thanks episode. It is the giving things episode. So, okay, I'm ready for it. So it's Thanksgiving. Thank me. So, you thank me. (laughs) Can we just agree agree to not thank each other? Or we could agree to thank each other. Okay. Well, so Are you ready? I'm gonna count to three. Okay, ready? And then say thank you. Ready? One, One two, two, three. Come on. Oh, it's like the coin exercise. You, you broke the episode. <laughs> Neither one puts the coin uh, in. I, I, what's this? Something. Nikki Case. Nikki Case. Yeah. So, so thank you, Jason, uh, for being such an excellent subordinate here at Gateway. Oof. <laughs> well, it is complicated. It is complicated. We're actually going to talk about that a little later in the episode. Yeah. But first, let's talk about something that's not complicated. Yes. Well, it is kind of complicated. So it's Thanksgiving right yeah. now, right? Because yep. we're not pre-recording it and we're going to pretend like it's actually Thanksgiving. So what are you about to eat? Well, uh, I would put out there my favorite food to eat. Uh-huh. On and, Thanksgiving. And my favorite food to make. Okay. Are they different? Well, I mean, I guess they have to be. All right, so what is your favorite Thanksgiving food to eat? Homemade cranberry sauce, jellied cranberry sauce, put back into a can. Why? You don't have to put it in a can. No, the rings are important. I know, but, like, if I can just put it into, like, a... a tub or a no, container. not the same. You want, I want why, the do you, rings. why do you want it to be like I, a can? It just, it just feels like home, you know? All right, I don't think I've like, ever done that for you. The, oh, you have. Have I put it back into a can? Yes. When? It was like the first two years that you made it. Maybe I just didn't have anything else to shape it, <laughs> it in back be. then. <laughs> My favorite thing to make is a turkey, and it's like the three-day process. 
Oh, I bought you the the brining bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's got all the different stuff in there. Yeah. I got one of those for you. Yeah. So you do the brine and you mm-hmm. cook the brine and you cool the brine and you uh, treat the turkey and you put the turkey. It's in the a brine. very complicated process. It is. And then and then there's the whole. You're like, like a surgeon for oh, three days. Yes. And then you stuff the turkey and you inject and and. Uh, turn your ears off, vegans, and then you put your coffee beans inside uh, <laughs> and your fresh herbs and what have you, and you do that, that flash uh, broil, and then you cool it down for a nice cool, like 325, and ride that thing out until it's perfect. <laughs> that is the perfect turkey. So that's what we'll be having. Yes. And so you should actually, if you are listening to this, and it's okay if it's not on Thanksgiving. It's mm-hmm. okay if you listen to this oh, later. Oh, we're not going to have our feelings hurt. But message us on LinkedIn and tell us what your favorite Thanksgiving dish is. So my favorite Thanksgiving dish to eat is probably green bean casserole. You're a sucker for green beans. I, I think it's your British roots. really like green beans. But also, when I was... It's not... It's not uh, steak and kidney pudding. Uh, steak and kidney pudding is really good too. Yeah, it is, but that's a childhood thing. That's that's, gross. that's a childhood thing. Okay. So, green bean casserole. That. I'm not erasing it. It's true. Okay. Uh, when I was younger, I used to really like the green bean casserole that was just like the bag of frozen green beans. Oh, and with the, the turkey onions. Yeah, it was a bag of frozen green yeah, beans, a can soup. of condensed mushroom yeah. soup. You didn't like uncondense it. Nope. And turkey onions on top, mm-hmm. and that was actually I liked it. But uh, since I have grown up, then I've learned to make that same dish, but every single thing from scratch. And yeah. it's you well, like no, make the green beans. No, from actually, nothing. it's I still the use cream the cream mushroom onions. soup though. Cream mushroom soup uh-huh. from scratch is magic. Oh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. But I, I I had like a something I made to top it with. It was more homemadey, and yeah. we decided we preferred turkey the turkey onions. onions. Better. They're a little waxy, but you know. They're special, you know. It's once per year. It's once a year. Yeah. So, uh, so green bean casserole is my favorite one to eat, mm-hmm. and my favorite one to make mm-hmm. is probably the butternut squash rolls with the cinnamon butter that I make, mm-hmm. and it's because the kids love them so much, and they go crazy for them, and it just makes me feel like the kind of mom I always thought I wanted to be, that like I make them this special bread every Thanksgiving, and like there was one year, and I was like, I'm going to make it easy. I'm just going to get dinner rolls, yeah, and she not was not, nope. not a happy not camper. Not here for it. So we're talking about uh, the holiday and the importance of being thankful for what you have. And there are all kinds of, of studies and all kinds of information about how uh, the idea of, and, and for lack of a better word, we're, I'm going to call it gratitude practice. And this is Be where, grateful, Mary. This, Be very grateful. This is where people will, it can be as simple as just if you have some kind of a day planner where just every day you mm-hmm. write something that you're thankful for. Yeah, it's like positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And it's a practice that can be really good for people's well-being in general to do on a regular basis. It's just positive thinking and it's just a, a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But the truth is... This is like taking a sugar pill. It just feels good. It's not like taking a sugar pill. Placebo, right? It's, the idea is that, well, it's you like can look eating at it your vegetables. Ways. I'm going to tell you, I think it's like eating your vegetables to be thankful mm-hmm. because I think it's so easy to walk around mm-hmm. all the time and not think about how good things are. Mm-hmm. And if we spend some time thinking about how good things are, it can help us get our heads straight and help us feel better about the world. It is so much easier to think about the bad things it's than true. it is to think about the good things. It's true. But 
the idea of gratitude can be complicated mm -hmm. because I well, think it seems pretty simple to me. Right. Of course it does. <laughs> You're a dude. So I think there's an interesting conversation. So there's a book, and actually I love this book so much that I gave copies of it to a lot of the most meaningful women in my life. If you haven't received one yet, don't be offended. Don't be You're offended. You're probably on the list. You're on the list. I really want to give this book to everyone. Mm -hmm. So it's called Burnout. The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, which sounds very boring, I know. It sounds very feminist. It's by a woman named Emily Nagoski. I, I knew it. It doesn't sound it's by feminist. A woman. It doesn't sound burnout, the secret to unlocking the stress cycle. That could be for dudes, for all you know. Mm. You just think it sounds feminist because it's a pink book. It could sound like a workout routine. It's like unlocking the stress cycle. It's true. Yeah. So it is about how women process stress differently and how we behave differently and how the world is kind of built differently for us. And so I recently read this book, well, not that recently now, mm -hmm. and there's a section in it about gratitude that just kind of sticks in my head because I feel like this is something I've always felt and not necessarily recognized until I saw it put into words in this mm -hmm. way. So I'm going to share it with you. It's not a self-help book for women without the injunction to practice gratitude, right? You already know gratitude is good for you. And every time someone reminds you to be grateful, maybe there's a little piece of you that beats yourself up for forgetting to be grateful. Gratitude practices really are good for you. But before we discuss them, let's mention one caveat. Being grateful for good things doesn't erase the difficult things. Women have spent centuries being told to be grateful for how much better we have it now than we did before. This gratitude for what you have has been used as a weapon against us to silence our struggle and shame us for our suffering. Gratitude is not about ignoring problems. If anything, gratitude works by providing tools for the struggle, for further progress. It's positive reappraisal, concentrated and distilled to its purest essence. And forgetting to be grateful is completely normal, which is why we all need to be reminded. So how do we do it? Gratitude practices, as they're generally presented in pop culture, usually some form of grateful for what you have exercise, like every day write a list of 10 things you're grateful for, don't cut it, empirically speaking. Like your stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When the author of the book tried this, it always made her feel worse because it just reminded her of how many people don't have those things, which made her feel helpless and inadequate. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of an interesting point because when we're reminded that we should be grateful, it's often... Uh, you should be grateful that things aren't worse than they already are. You, you don't should, have cancer. Yeah. You should be glad you have your good health, mm -hmm. even if a bunch of really crappy stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. And it's important, I think, that we all recognize that being grateful isn't something that erases the bad stuff that might be going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there are two techniques that really get the job done and neither involves gratitude for what you have And I think this is important too because this is kind of like the conversation that we've had around Christmas Which we'll probably talk about later this year. Yeah, uh, which is about trying to remove some of that focus from stuff mm -hmm. Because gratitude for what you we have, have, we have a lot of good things there mm -hmm. Gratitude for what you have it can't help but start turning into kind of this list of material things. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm really glad that I have my car that I like, mm -hmm. or I'm really glad that I have these expensive shoes. I love my shoes. I know you love your shoes. It's okay to be thankful for them. But when we focus on what we have, mm -hmm. then either we don't have everything we want and that feels crappy, or, or we have kind of an embarrassment of, of riches mm -hmm. in what we have and it makes us feel guilty mm -hmm. because 
how can I feel stressed or overwhelmed or like I'm having a terrible day when I'm so fortunate to have all of these wonderful things that I have? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me? Yeah. So instead, the key is practicing gratitude for who you have and gratitude for how things happen. Mm -hmm. A short fix short-term quick fix gratitude boost is gratitude for who you have so mr rogers i love mr rogers right right what was his first name fred okay fred rogers of course it was accepting a lifetime achievement award asked everyone in the audience to take 10 seconds to remember some of the people who have quote helped you love the good that grows within you some of those people who have loved us and wanted what was best for us those who have encouraged us to become who we are that's how to gratitude for who you have. And then the book goes into how you could write a letter to that person. Mm -hmm. You could buy them a cup of coffee. You could spend time with them. You could do something nice for them. So not only are we then thinking about a person that we're thankful for, which is way less complicated somehow, but we are then reaching out and trying to connect to that person if they're still around and still available to us, which is also good for us. So in episode 44, we talked about doing something that terrifies you. Mm -hmm. And in that episode, we're really kind of shouting at the the idea that you can't take it with you. Mm -hmm. And in our time management class, we talk about the idea that uh, you are not remembered for what you owned mm -hmm. when you passed. You're remembered for the legacy that you left and the relationships that you had. And in a lot of ways, when we're talking about giving thanks, the thanks that we're giving is to the relationships that were formed and not the possessions that we acquired. That's it. And, you know, I have a very complicated relationship with being thankful for what I have. Mm -hmm. And yet, when I think about the people who have helped me to get here and who have mattered to me, who have loved me, who have helped me become who I am, that's not complicated for me at all. I. You don't feel guilty about I it? I feel very fortunate to have my mom. She's been an amazing force in my life for my entire life. My best cheerleader, one of my favorite people in the world. And even though I know other people aren't fortunate enough necessarily to have that in their lives, mm -hmm. I still don't feel guilty about it somehow. It makes me feel like more like I just need to make sure I appreciate her and take care of her and am there for her. Mm -hmm. Well, and she's been a person uh, very much in that place for me. But... The, the takeaway that I have from it is if I was given that that gift, then how can I give that forward? Mm -hmm. How can I how can I push that out to other people and help their situation that that maybe they didn't start off with that opportunity? Mm -hmm. So maybe it'll be your job mm -hmm. to be good to the people that our children marry in the same way that my mom adopted you. I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> see who they choose they, only if they call me the general well, they so your track record is 100 percent so it's far pretty good every boyfriend cadence has ever had has respected your rule that he is to call you the general i've never been in the military never and yeah. and we make that clear to them at the time i'm actually thankful to those boys yeah for doing that yeah. because it's super cute so the other part is gratitude for how things happen. Mm -hmm. So gratitude for how things happen is about focusing on things that happened, mm -hmm. good things that happened. Like uh, the examples that Emily gives in the book are uh, things like finished writing chapter eight or made it through that meeting without crying or yelling. Mm -hmm. Things that we do that are important to us, that it's something we did, right. something we accomplished. Mm -hmm. 
So it's kind of a, a gratefulness for the celebration of victory. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it trains you when you when you do that on a regular basis, when you stop and think about those things, it trains you to start noticing those good things when they happen. In that moment when you feel that elation, you notice it and recognize it and are grateful for it in that moment. Because, man, we all need whatever wins we can get whenever we can get them. Mm-hmm. And it also helps you recognize your own strengths in making those things happen. So when you finish a big task, when you do something that makes you feel elated and victorious, you can recognize what about you made you capable of doing that Mm -hmm. and and recognize that and appreciate that. And again, I think if I just say to you, what things inside yourself are you grateful for? Mm -hmm. That's gonna be a big blank page that you're gonna have a hard time picking out. I mean, I guess, unless you're, what the kids call Chad. <laughs> what? What's that? So a, a quote unquote Chad uh-huh. is like a, uh, like a college kid guy mm-hmm. who has everything handed to him, who like just imagines that the world just belongs to him. Oof. Okay. <laughs> That's a Chad. All right. So like if you're Chad, maybe you can be like, here are my internal strengths that I'm super duper proud of. Oh, okay. You just have a whole laundry list of yeah, things. But the rest of us might yeah. be challenged by that. Yeah. Whereas if in the day to day, you note those victories when they happen and you try to ask yourself, what did I do that made this happen? Mm-hmm. You can start to recognize the things that are helping you to succeed in life mm-hmm. and try to do more of those and yeah. try to lean into those. Right. So it's important that you're giving yourself credit for the things that you actually were the engineer of. Mm -hmm. I think many people will focus on the concept of luck, and I'm not really a believer in luck. I mean, luck is just, you know, random outcome. Mm -hmm. But we always talk about in in project management the idea of strategy over luck. Mm -hmm. And the hope with running your life and playing the game that is your life, the hope is that you're placing pieces to the best of your ability. You do rely on luck. And you can thank yourself, you know, thank the gods of luck <laughs> that it turned your way in some phases of your life. But the majority of the credit typically goes to you. If you actually pulled through and you actually were able to weather the storm that you had to go through, it's important that you take credit for that because that little bit of credit can be the fuel that you need to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I think the conversation of, of being grateful, being thankful, it can. I, I suppose I know this conversation is a little more touchy-feely than we usually go, mm-hmm. but I think it's important because I think it's so easy to to sort of drive into those material things and be thankful for those and have this complicated relationship with it and kind of miss out on what the best part of gratitude really is, mm-hmm. which is appreciating the people that you love and mm-hmm. the people that are around you and appreciating your own strengths because ultimately that's what's gonna carry you further down the road. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to help other people. Absolutely. Right. I appreciate the fact that that I have the ability and the, the privilege to be able to be in a place where we can do that. Mm-hmm. But again, that's that sense of that sense of sort of elation that comes every time that you see a thing get better in the mm-hmm. world and you know that you helped move that. Mm-hmm. That is what you should be grateful for. Yeah, I had a situation probably a month ago where uh, a superintendent just started getting control of his projects, mm-hmm. and started getting control of, of the process, 
And that is the reason why I show up for work. Mm -hmm. When you can kind of bring that sanity back to people's lives, that's what it's all about. When you show up and people breathe a sigh of relief, Mm -hmm. that is something that I'm really grateful that we can do and be. Yeah. So what's your uh, favorite Thanksgiving moment? My favorite Thanksgiving moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is another kind of who I'm grateful for conversation. So uh, if you know Cadence and you know Gowan, our kids... So you can flash back to what uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, parent manage like you parent. Yeah, that was the one 21. where we gave them consulting advice on their own business their ventures. Businesses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Cadence who used to talk about having business adventures? I feel I think like it yes. was her. Yeah. It was like she was trying to say business ventures, but yeah. she was like six, and she would say, right. "I'm on my very important business adventure." Yeah. So anyway, True. same. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, they don't always get along as well as I would have them. Yeah. I think they, I think more they would, and more as time goes by. I think they would get along more if uh, Gowan were older and Cadence were younger. It's true. Mm-hmm. I think they'll get along more when they don't live in the same house as yep. well. We don't have to share a bathroom. It that makes it easier yeah. with brothers and sisters, you know? Distance but anyway, makes the heart grow fonder. So it's not anything concerning, but all kinds of bickering and complaining. And he won't stop touching me and she won't stop kicking me and, you know. Stop wearing my shoes. Yeah, actually, that's not a problem mm-hmm. because Gallon's shoes are huge on Cadence, and Gallon literally cannot put his feet in Cadence's mm-hmm. shoes. So one year it was Thanksgiving, and maybe this was probably goodness, five years ago, five or six years yeah. ago, and they, for whatever reason, I don't know why they felt they needed to climb out a window, but they climbed out a window. There rather were doors. Than, there were doors, and yeah. no one was going to stop them from going out the doors, but they waited until after we went to bed, and they climbed out a window. And I think it just felt more like... Uh, yeah, they just wanted to feel like they were being like tricksy, you know? Like a movie. Yeah. And they gathered up all of these sticks, and they took a vase, and they filled it with, uh, like, dried leaves, mm-hmm. and they put the sticks in, and then they took construction paper, and they cut out leaf shapes from the construction paper, and they cut out... It had a hole punch. They had a hole punch. Mm-hmm. So they cut out, I don't know, probably 20 to 25 leaves mm-hmm. out of construction paper, and they hung them each from a piece of string with the hole punch, and they hung them all from the sticks that were inside the vase, and on each leaf, they wrote one thing that they were thankful for. Mm-hmm. And we woke up in the morning on Thanksgiving and this beautiful centerpiece was on the table. And not only was I thankful that they did such a lovely, thoughtful thing and that they did it together uh, and that both of them, that that seemed like a good idea to them. You know, teenagers can be rough sometimes. They were were barely teenagers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. They were just on the cusp. Uh, But when I read what was on each leaf, Mm Um, I didn't see leaves that said PlayStation or my computer or my laptop. It was mom. It was dad. It was Seattle. Seattle. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I think there was something on there like being the ability to learn, mm-hmm. uh, to be healthy, our house, mm-hmm. our dogs. Mm-hmm. And it just made me feel like things were going pretty well to have 
kind of such thoughtful people. You know, it's raising kids. It's like every so often you see the person that they will be Mm -hmm. one day kind of peeks through the clouds of adolescence. Uh, And that was just a really good moment for me of seeing who they both will be when they're all grown up and and recognizing what thoughtful, lovely people they are. It's sort of like a progress report for parenting. (laughs) It's true. Mm Going to see how it works out. So what's your favorite Thanksgiving moment? Oh, I don't know. It's going to be like way too much turkey and not having to do the dishes. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, actually, what another one of my favorites is to go, because that one was pretty like twee and emotional. Yeah. So going the other direction is your brother mm-hmm. used to train for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so his big regret in life oh. was he loved Thanksgiving this so much. me? No, no your regret. brother. Yeah, my your brother. Your brother, yep. Rob. Yep. Rob's big regret in yep. life was that he loved Thanksgiving so much, yeah. and when it would come, then he would eat as much as he could, and to, it wasn't to, enough. To, like, expand his stomach. He couldn't eat enough yeah. on Thanksgiving. So for, like, a month before Thanksgiving, he would eat as much food as he could, like, day after day, to stretch his stomach out <laughs> so that he could eat more turkey oh. on Thanksgiving. And then he would also buy pants yep. that were, I mean, so they could be sweatpants. He was a thin man. Yeah, and they were sweatpants. Yep. Or I feel like one year he wore Dawn's old maternity pants to Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was like a bit, but, like, he wore them, you yeah. know? <laughs> oh, well. So that was... Your favorite Thanksgiving memory, as no, recounted by no. me. <laughs> no, that was not mine. That was not mine. I need to distance myself from that as much as I can. I don't remember it. I wasn't a part of it. You don't remember it? I, I believe you, but I don't You don't remember, remember that? No, I remember the training discussion, yeah. but like not specifically. Yeah. That memory is not my own, uh, and that's okay. It was good times. So... Oh, so last thing you were going to ask at the end, mm-hmm. because it's the end of the podcast. The end. What is your favorite Thanksgiving dessert? Mm, uh, favorite Thanksgiving dessert. If I we're think. assuming cranberry sauce doesn't count, because I know you don't treat that like a dessert. No, that's like a meal. <laughs> yeah. uh, favorite Thanksgiving dessert is probably, uh, what was it, a rum uh, pumpkin cheesecake? What was it? Oh, the um, pumpkin pecan cheesecake? Yes. But I thought there was rum in it. There's rum in it. When we moved to Washington, I tried to go to a bar. Oh, and no, 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 no. Amaretto. No. Amaretto. You're thinking yeah. of banana amaretto yeah, cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. There's a banana amaretto cheesecake that I make, but I usually make that in the summertime. Mm-hmm. But the, the pumpkin one that I do at Thanksgiving is it's pumpkin, just pumpkin pecan. pumpkin cheesecake. And it is, it's got ginger snap crust. And then it's a cheesecake with pumpkin in it. Mm-hmm. And then it's got um, pecan brittle that goes on the top. Yeah, that. It's really good. Yeah, but I like both of them. That's good. And I like that one a lot, but I also really like um, just like really plain, no frills, no nonsense, homemade pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. When you make the crust, again, From this is... pumpkin. Yeah, this is the same theme as the, the green bean casserole where yeah. you roast the pumpkins and you have to pick just the right ones because yeah. if you get the wrong ones, it's not as good. It's not good. And no ingredient in it comes from a can. It all is like eggs and honey and milk, and you get as much of it as you can at the farm market. Yeah. And it's super good. And I totally agree that the the pumpkin pecan cheesecake is like a showstopper. Mm -hmm. It's really pretty, and it's really cool, and it's technically hard to do. 
but the pumpkin pie is just like there's something really Thanksgiving-y about it. Mm-hmm. All right. What else? What's the jetpack? Robin Dawn's maternity pants. <laughs> no one wants that. No one, no wants, one that. wants that. How about Thanksgiving Day training? <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving Day training. Or how about this? Hmm. The jetpack is hashtag and then your favorite Thanksgiving food. Ooh. So it could be anything that you eat on Thanksgiving, even if it's weird. Who you're thankful for. Yeah, you could, and that's all cool, but, like, everybody likes to talk about Thanksgiving food, you know? It's accessible. It's true. Yeah. It's good stuff. Your option. It's make your own jetpack. Ooh. (laughs) It's like a potluck. It's true. Potluck jetpack. Jetpack potluck. All right. You can find us... You can find us at www.thecriticalpathpodcast.com or www.arcadewayfinding.com. You can find us on Sprinster, cadencesboyfriend.com. That's not a thing, and that's not her boyfriend right now. That's like last summer. Her boyfriend now is apparently Matthew. It's been a whole day. Well, yeah, it's not really her boyfriend. It's just the boy she's pursuing at the moment. So hopefully he's not a listener or I just Watch totally out, let the cat Watch out, bag. She's coming for you. If Cadence's boyfriend is a Critical Path listener, then that's its own unique thing. Matthew that... shows up. It's like, the general, sir, I will have the pecan pumpkin cheesecake. <laughs> he's like, jetpack hashtag. And we're like, you're in. <laughs> that's what it says. Yeah. You did it. You're there in. You go. Congratulations, you can marry our daughter. And Cadence is like, wait, what? Who? <laughs> All right. Well, I got to get back to that turkey. Yeah, I know. It's It might be getting like a little overly brown in there. No, 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 no. It is cooling and almost ready for me. <laughs> oh, it's out of the oven already? Yes. Is that where we are? Yes. Got but it. It's got to set, you know, for like 45 minutes. Yeah, but this goes live at like 10 a.m. I know. So if they listen like right at 10 a.m. Yeah. Your turkey's already ready at 10 a.m.? Come on, I am Johnny on the spot. It's dish so, number one. So we're having Thanksgiving this year with family yes. for the first time in many years. Yeah. And there's going to be... It's going to be a, there a gonna be full house. Three separate families all celebrating together. Mm-hmm. How many turkeys do you think we're going to make? Do you think we're going to make three turkeys? Well, I'm making one. I know, you're making yours. I'm making one. That's going to happen. I feel like there might be three turkeys. That's all right. If there are, are we I gonna... really don't want to have a turkey cook-off. I know. Because I really don't want to win. <laughs> I know I would, but I don't want to. I feel like we don't have to have a turkey cook-off. We can have like a like a turkey jamboree. How about that? Like a celebration okay. of all the turkey celebration together. Celebration of turkeys. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. It's just we're going to have to figure out, like, the logistics of how they all cook. It's like a turducken. I think there's a grill. Yeah. Well, I think there are two ovens. Mm, I think there's only one. I think there are two. There's a microwave. Someone could be inventive. <laughs> you know? Go borrow the neighbor's oven. We're going to have to figure that out. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna going to uh, sous vide my turkey. <laughs> That's going to take a pretty big bag in a pretty big water bath. Oh, I can find a bag in a water <laughs> Put it in a garbage bag. <laughs> Done. Boil it in the bathtub. Sous vide bathtub one turkey. One of those, like, uh, heating elements that's to heat up horse water. Yeah, boy. It's <laughs> gross. All right. Well, that's all I know how to do. Sous vide turkey garbage bag. I can't put 
your turkey in a garbage bag. I came from bag. the Midwest. I know, but that doesn't mean you could... There, we had trash we can do. punch. We did have trash cans. But it was okay because the alcohol killed anything that was in the garbage it bag. It really did. It was upper clear. It killed everything, <laughs> like including the people. I mean, I don't... No one ever died at any of our parties. No, not in real time. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, we're going to see. Watch for it. Watch for it. <laughs> Welcome to the Critical Path, you don't... where you're here for Nightmare Thanksgiving. It's not... Halloween is over, Jason. Welcome It's to the Circus Critical Path. The circus has been over for almost a month now, although... It was maybe... pretty excellent. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'm still taking lessons. You though. are. 